On today's podcast, we have quite possibly the greatest realtor of our time nationwide, the sales giant, Brian Carp. Yeah, kid, welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. My name is Charles, AKA the Handsome Home Buyer, AKA Captain Perm, AKA I'm gonna spare you on this early Friday morning, AKA El Judio Maravilloso. You know who I'm not gonna spare on this Friday morning? He's in here, pumping away, working hard, serving the real estate community 24-7. He is Captain Permit, 516-513-883. And if you need plans, you need permits, if you need anything permit-related, and I'm talking from Montauk all the way to the Queens border, we will be in Queens one day, just not today. In the meantime, we are dedicated to perfecting the permit service that nobody yet has across Long Island. So we're talking interior alterations, new construction, legalizations, commercial, you name it, we do it. And I would dare to say we have the best looking permit crew in the business. 516-513-8838. Obviously, I'm the handsome home buyer. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, human waste floating past the basement steps, commercial property, land, you name it. I'm quick, I'm easy, I'm all cash, Lord knows. I'm a good time. I want to buy it. Hold on. Where's my post? My post here. Yes. Another shameless plug, right? Text platform. Have you have you heard about my text platform yet? I have not. We're going to talk about this. Please. This is freaking dope. You got to do this. You would love this. Okay. If you are out there and you are interested in real estate in any capacity and you keep saying, I don't have a guru, a mentor, or anybody who's on a super high level that I can talk to, shoot a text to, bounce something off of real quick. You have no more excuses. Copy this number down, 516-871-3511. This is my new text platform. It is me. You can shoot me a text 24-7. I get back to people every day asking me any questions regarding rentals, investing, new construction, development, private money, anything. You name it. This is an exclusive all access to handsome himself. 516-871-3511. All right, we are into the madness. You know this is gonna be a good one because I had a dream about this guy last night and I rarely, rarely, rarely have dreams I had a dream about this guy last night. You were just so excited. I don't know, it was actually this morning, it was like 5.30, I woke up at five, I went back to sleep and there you were in my dream with a freaking luscious head of hair, bro. Not as nice as the hair, well not, the hair I had when I had hair was not nice hair, so. No? No. I had freaking It was curly, nappy. It was yeah. terrible. I always say that I would be so successful if I had a good head of hair. But like if you, I had some great like slick back hair, like with some blonde locks at the back, oh my god, it'd be a game changer. I mean, it, I mean, in all seriousness, it would hard for you, it would be hard for you to be more successful. I than, appreciate than that. What you are, <laughs> thank so you. So it's probably better. I mean, realtors would probably be jumping off of buildings if you were doing better than you were. So maybe it's better that you uh, you don't have the locks. Okay, fair enough. So for those of you who don't know this gentleman, I'm going to let him kind of introduce himself as well. But he is one of the stars, I would say the star of the recent Long Island real estate revolution for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society that we blew out earlier this year. He is the top, the number one agent on Long Island in volume. Have you ever looked to see what you did volume compared to people nationally? Oh, I just found out. Not teams. Yeah, so and that's what happens is everyone throws these teams together and I I have such huge numbers and huge volume and transactions, they try to throw me with teams. But anytime you hear Brian Karp's stats, it's just individually. We're not yeah. grabbing everyone else's stuff. 100%. So the um, we, I just found out that I was the number four agent by volume and transactions in all of New York State. 
And then to top that, the top three people who are in front of me, okay. all REO brokers. That doesn't so, count. Yeah, so exactly. So let's break that down that for everyone. Count. What's an REO or foreclosure broker? That is someone who literally has a contract with Fannie, Freddie Mac, um, yeah. Bank of America. And literally what happens is it's that one amazing relationship and God bless them, it's a great relationship to have. And basically what they do is they get hundreds and hundreds of distressed assets. Brian Carp literally sits belly to belly with every single one of my, <laughs> every single one of my sellers and negotiate every single one of the transactions and make sure they get from going on the market, in contract and close safely. Yeah. So I, I do believe it's a little bit more impressive, but it does. At the end of the day, you know. So you, it is much more impressive. You earn every listing as a one-off. Every single listing you earn. Right. There's no packages. Day. There's no packages. Once in a blue, I'll, I'll have a three-lot subdivision, but I still have to earn that relationship with the builder. There's yeah. no fifty-lot subdivisions. Brian's selling. It's all one-on-one meeting the sales giant, feeling comfortable, confident with the marketing machine that I built, and then deploying it on Long Island. So in case you haven't realized it, today we have the man, the myth, the myth, the legend, the number one agent. I mean, I, I think you're probably top five in, in, in the country. We have, to, we have to research this. Okay, get the team on it. Brian Carp, the sales giant, Coach Real Estate. Thank you, thank you, Good thank to have you. you, man. Dude, you were here before we had video, right? You were here in like the early, early, early. Early, early. That's actually how you and I forged our, 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 our love for each other. Absolutely, and it was very, I think you reached out to me, I think I pushed off once. Yes. Because anytime someone asks me, I'm not gonna just say yes right away. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna haunt his life. No, I think within, within two or three times, you were like, stop it, come on, you <laughs> can do this. Yes, you're like, I don't have time. I'm like, you're foolish. I don't know if I didn't say I had time, I just was, it was, something. It was like a mid-afternoon, it was like a 2.30, you want to like get together, I just, we couldn't <sighs> wrap it. You said something which I respect, because listen, here's the thing that I think people have to understand about people like yourself, I'm sort of getting there and there's other people as well that I've met that I didn't understand. You are as nice of a guy as there is out there. I'm telling everybody, if you don't know Brian Carp, he is a salt of the earth, family guy, heart of gold, just amazing person. If you try to reach out to him, it's not that he doesn't want to talk to you because he loves everybody, but his life and successful people's lives is absolutely fucking mad bananas all the time, all the time. We have to show a picture of like what your calendar looks like in some capacity because he's literally scheduled every like 30 minutes for his entire life. Like everything you and even, do. And then when something ends, there's another block of time sitting there to catch up on what is there. Like if, you're, if, you, if, you, if you know that you're busy, that if I'm meeting with Charles from eight to whatever we blocked out for this, I had to carve out another hour to know to be ready to handle anything that has come in during the time that me and you sat here. To catch up on. To catch up on, and plus on top of that, I prepared anything going on right now. I made sure whoever was handling it had alternate numbers and alternate directions to handle the situation. Because you could almost, uh, you know, you, you almost know what happens. I've been doing it so long, and, yeah. and the volume that I'm doing it, it's like I have the magic eight ball that you shake, <laughs> and it comes up, and I, I, and, and I know what it's gonna say. So I can almost see it, what's gonna happen bad at the walkthrough, what's gonna happen bad at the um, yeah. appraisal, they may not get in, the lockbox may not work. Well, you need to have alternate numbers. The appraiser may be running late. Like, I know everything that can go wrong. Yeah. I almost say I'm a firefighter. Yeah, it's you're setting up contingencies to make it smoother. And and the and I'm sure you'll agree with this, regardless of how many contingencies and things you set up, 
there's, it's still madness. Still madness. Shit still goes wrong. You still get text messages and phone calls and things like that. And it, I mean, anybody who we also have to show a, um, we got to take a picture of his the outside of his car and work it in and the inside of his car and work it in. Because literally he's driving around in a mobile office. Mobile office. That is a Camry. Yeah. It is just, it is a hundred. It's this simple, people. Do you want to sell 205 houses a year? I mean, do you want to sell 30 houses a year? Whatever it is. It takes unwavering, sickening determination, sacrifice, and work ethic. And it's that simple. So for the people at home, give like the three minute kind of overview version of your story of where you came from and how you got into real estate. Okay, so I I always say it's the first comic book. The first comic book of Brian Carp, very close to where Charles, we both grew up very close to each other. So I grew up in Belmore, Nassau County, was never the school person. Wasn't a bad kid in school, but I literally had zero interest in school. I would sit in science class, just like I'm sitting here, belly to belly from you, and my knee would be racing up and down, and I would stare at the classroom door leading to the hallway, and there'd be a clock, and literally that clock would be frozen. And that 45 minute science class felt like four hours long. It was torture, huh? It was torture. Today I wake up at 4 a.m., I go to bed at 10 o'clock, and the day has gone in a snap. Actually, 3.30 lately. 3.30, I know. It's the coffee th- machine's been reading 3.30. 3:30. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, 3.30. But you know what it is, Charles? It's the only quiet time I can get. Yeah. And it's the only time, like I, I, I'm in such a good mental state from 3.30 to like 8.30 because there's no nothing, no fire needing to be put out, no craziness. I'm able to handle everything, organize everything. And then next thing you know, it's just madness. Madness. What time do you go to sleep? 10 o'clock. Shit. 10, 10.30, sometimes 9.30. That's five hours. That's yeah, still, five that's hours. That's impressive. Five to six hours is really all you need. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'll yeah. uh, paraphrase. Just sleep faster. Yeah, sleep faster, <laughs> exactly. So people who don't know the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, quote, he basically says, you need five to six hours of sleep. People who need seven or eight hours, sleep faster. Sleep faster. Yeah. So school was never my thing. Uh, my father uh, worked for Con Edison for almost 40 years. Wow. And he said, Bri, school's not for everybody. Learn, wow. learn a trade. You'll Which is always, awesome that he said that. He was smart because, you know, for people who don't really know me, I have a severe learning disability. So I'm dyslexic. And dyslexia is when somebody has difficulty reading. And today I read on a fourth or fifth grade level. Uh, and my writing is atrocious. If it wasn't for Siri or um, my wife and my mother back in, <laughs> back in the day, or my assistants or voice text, nothing would ever get done or read. Yeah. And so when they when they looked at Brian Carp as a young man, like I was never supposed to go to college. I was never supposed to really make it out of high school. So my dad, who was really smart, was like, and he was an electrician. He was like, listen, this is a great this is a great job. So he said, go to a trade school. And I never ask why. Like I, I'm very coachable. Okay. So I just said yes, pop. And I really? went to a BOCES. Like I'm never, like if I know it's the right direction, there's a lot of people out there that question it. Okay. And they, not me, not Brian Carl. You just innately felt that that was the right path I just for said, you? this is someone I look- you trust your father This is implicitly. someone I look up to and respect. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So I did it. Wow. And I went to a trade school for two years. And my plan was to graduate high school and go out into the trades. Okay. And I remember being at my house in Belmore and we had a, like a circle wooden table with these like wheelie chairs. And I remember sitting, cause I can never sit still in the wheeling chair just like this. My mom here, my dad here. And my dad was like, all right, so here's the plan. I'll get you hooked up at Con Edison. We'll get you a job. Before you know it, you're a mechanic. You're set for life. Okay. And I'm like this. 
And my mom's like, <laughs> my mom's like, because I was a, I was a really really blessed athlete. Yeah. So my mom was like this with all of the layout of every college that was like, we want Brian Carp, we want Brian Carp, we want Brian Carp. So I was like this, and my dad's like, I really think he should go out there. My mom, you know, and I'm going like this. My mom's like. Are you serious? Like New Hampshire, Buffalo, Stony Brook, often full scholarships. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I'm like, and and it, everyone was like, oh, it must have been a really hard decision because two different people on my shoulder, mom, dad, do this, do this, do this. But it was an easy decision because I thought about it. I prayed on it. And at that time, football was my addiction. Yeah, sure. Football was my passion. Football is like what I literally woke up every single day thinking about. And I ended up getting a full scholarship to go to Stony Brook University. That's fantastic. So, like, the, the big thing, Charles, and I think I've been able to pluck this from myself, and I'm, I'm sure you could find it in yourself, and now I'm looking at the new version of it, but what is your, like, what do you do when nobody is watching? What are you interested in when no one is no one cares what you do like so at that time football is what all of my energy whenever i could i was reading muscle and fitness whenever i could i was working out whenever i could i was um you know uh, trying new diets and new workout plans and now my addiction is real estate yeah like why am i one of the best and most knowledgeable about the subject because even when i'm not running my business i'm reading real estate i'm watching real estate I, I i see myself on the on the couch looking at multifamily investment opportunities out of state when i just had like unwind time yeah so that's why i'm that's why i'm so passionate about this because at that time football was my addiction today real estate is my addiction so tell people just so that because there's so many things i want to dive into but if someone doesn't know you and they've heard of this i want them to to understand early on in this podcast exactly what you've accomplished in the last, so you you ended up going into the trades post high school. Post uh, post high school, so uh, graduated from college, two thousand five, top of the real estate market, and I'm like this, oh my god, I can't read, I can't write, <laughs> but they, but that's really what I, that, they, you know, uncannily, that's really what my mind was saying, like, holy macaroni, what am I going to do? Like, I, I my mom, my mom is one of the reasons I'm I'm where I am today, because she built me up to make me really believe that I'm special. So she was like, you're so special. You're so special. Awesome. So special. And I try to do that with my boys today. Like all I do is whisper encouragement to them. I'm like, you're so special. Like you're amazing. You're amazing. So my mom, my whole life always did yeah. that. So I, I, there was inside here, me saying, oh my God, I'm special. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for greatness in some capacity because that's what she said to me, even if it wasn't true. Is that, it, that shit is so important, man. Oh my, it's unbelievable. The lottery is not being born into you know money or fame or any of that stuff the lottery the lottery is being born to awesome parents who do shit like that unbelievable like yeah. stuff like never and literally made me feel that at all times i was walking on water even still today yeah. you know still today let's look at the text message i received this morning from my mother which was where is it uh we're going out to dinner happy friday 13th my star broker can't wait to, to catch up this weekend. And she sent me pictures of bacon and steak because we're going to a steak place. That's but, awesome. Like how is, as a 30 year old man, how amazing is that, that your mother yeah. every morning and multiple times a day is just checking in with you. Yeah. So from the beginning, she always was like, oh, you're, you're, you're special. You're special, you're special. So I graduate 2005 and I'm like, oh my God, I can't read, I can't write. My mom says I'm special, but she doesn't own any companies, <laughs> right? So uh, what, what am I gonna do? And my dad was like, listen, you just spent five years, it took me five years to get out of college. You just spent five years, 
you you want me to get you in the trades? Like, what, what do you want to do? And I'm so lucky that a friend of mine on the football team gave me this book that changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. And the book was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's what's up. Yep. Um, I must say the book once, uh, you know, and, and one day Robert Kiyosaki is just going to pop out uh, because <laughs> I say it multiple times a day because I yeah. tell people a lot of times like how I got in this game. And, you know, all the book talks about is real estate, entrepreneurship and passive income. And I literally felt like they wrote the book for me. Yeah. Now, I didn't read the book. I want you guys to picture this. I, I say a lot of times that I read the book, I listened to it. Yeah. And back in the day, Charles, they didn't have you know, YouTube, uh, it probably, well, it was probably a baby at that time. And you didn't have um, audible.com. So literally I had a big tape recorder, looked like as big as this, from the blind and dyslexic organization. And it had cassettes that were four-sided cassettes because when books were so long, they didn't want to tape up too many books. It came in like a plastic thing that had braille on it. And I literally had it in the front seat of my 89 LeBaron convertible. And I listened to the whole book. Oh, that's awesome. You didn't and, tell me that part. Yeah. And I was literally like, oh my God. Like, and the tape recorder, it's almost like they wanted to embarrass me. The tape recorder was like bright yellow. So it was like, I would be walking around with the tape recorder with like headphones. It, it was really, but uh, I was, it changed it. It changed it. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my God, I want to buy rental houses. Yeah. And I ran out in 2005, top of the real estate market. And I bought uh, my first two family house. And at that time, my beautiful wife, Jessica, was just my girlfriend. So me and her are living upstairs. We rented out the entire downstairs for $2,000. And my mortgage payment was $1,900 a month. Win. Win. And I'm sitting there making $100 a month. And I had the aha moment. And like the light went off. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to buy rental houses. And But then we had mortgages, kids on the way. And everyone was like, you need to get a job. You need to get a job with benefits. You need to get a job with retirement. And back to me being coachable and back to me listening, I was like, yes, no problem. And I went into the union and I was a union construction worker for you know almost uh, nine years while I was building my real estate business and empire. So talk about your, so you received, as you call it, a master's degree in real estate while literally working the trades. Yeah. So. When I worked at trades, it, it was very difficult for me because, um, and it was a great, amazing job being in the union and I still pay my dues and I'm still there at any rallies that my brothers need for it. But at the, it was very difficult for me to put a, 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 a happy face on because I, I knew that I wanted something else. But basically what I did is I woke up at four in the morning I would race into Manhattan. I'd get to Manhattan around five o'clock. I would park my car. I'd find a gym to work out in. And I would, and I'd literally just walk in any gym. You know, uh, the nice thing about gyms is if you have a gym bag and like a tank top uh-huh. and you wave at the counter girl or the counter guy, <laughs> they usually just think that you belong there. <laughs> so most times I would just Google close gym mm-hmm. and I would park my car and I'd work out from you know five to six and then I would find a spot to put my car in and then I would work. I would work construction from six and I would skip coffee, I would skip lunch. And you know, we were working seven hour days, but with coffee and lunch, it was more like five and a half. And I'd work five and a half hours straight. And my uh, bosses were fine with that because they knew that Carp was you know, working his ass off. And you got to picture this, that you're on a union construction site, I'm wearing a hard hat. I was an insulator, so I'm wearing a respirator, oh, man. safety goggles, and like neon jumpsuit. Yeah. I really love the, co- the coveralls. I always love the coveralls. And uh, I would be listening to, this is before you had an iPhone. Yeah. So I had like, um, I don't know if it was like a iPad or an iPod, an iPod. Yeah. And 
I would have every single, this is when podcasts first came out, and I would buy, when I had money, I'd buy every book I can get my hands on. Anything to do with real estate, finance, entrepreneurship, and the economy. And literally, so remember, I drove in for an hour, I would work for six hours, I'd work out for another hour, I'd drive home for two hours. So 10 hours a day for almost nine years, I digested anything I can get my hands on about all of those subjects. And you were a practicing real estate agent at that time. Yeah, I was doing I was doing 50, 60, maybe 70 transactions a year as a part-time job while I was working my union construction job. Which is nuts. Which is nuts. So like you would be you would get home at what? Two o'clock? Get home around two o'clock and, and I would hit the streets. And then hit the streets. Hit the streets, grind until my eyes bled ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, go to bed, wake up the next morning. And just, just again, so people know, over the last, what have your numbers looked like as far as transactions over the last three years? Okay, so let's see, um, let's back it up. Uh, 2000, 2017, uh, 2017, I did 141 houses. Mm -hmm. 2018, I did 142 houses. 2019 was unbelievable. I did 205 houses, uh, just under 90 million worth of residential real estate. And we're sitting in 2020, year to date, I've done over 130 transactions. In in, a, in COVID. In, in a market where literally for one quarter, yeah. you were- 120 days, we were shut down in real estate. Yeah. And so so people, if, you, if you weren't, you would have been back there again. Right back there. So multiple, multiple years of 100, you know, you average across the board, multiple years of 150 houses plus a year. So I'm gonna ask you the question that every realtor that is sitting on the edge of their chair listening to this right now is thinking, which is how in God's name did you do that? They're like, we're like, they're trying to do 20 and you're doing 60 or 70 while working a full-time job, while sleeping for three hours, and last year you did 205. Because they're telling themselves they can't do it. That's the God's honest truth. Do you think it's, a, it's, it's almost all mindset? All mindset. I'm, you know, I'm like the, uh, I'm, uh, I like to say the Terminator, mm. or like the, uh, you know, it's, I've just built myself to do this, and scaled it up, and never was watching or counting the deals, just was running crazy fast every single day. And next thing, you know, I remember like four or five years ago, I woke up and someone's like, Brian, you just sold like a hundred houses. Like the years before that, I think 16 and 15, I was doing a hundred houses. And someone's like, you know, you know, like my assistant, my work wife was like, you just did a hundred houses. I'm like, that's crazy. But I, I didn't even care. You know, yeah. was, I, I, I'm never looking at the stats. I'm just, I say this all the time, but this is the God's honest truth. I'm looking in the mirror and just trying to be a better version of Brian Carp every single year in every single capacity. Family, my kids, Brody and Brock, my wife, Jessica, my relationship with my wife, I'm always trying to be a better husband. Um, my business, my other businesses, my health and fitness. Like this year, I stepped up my health and fitness. I'm doing cardio six days a week now. Jesus. Never did cardio in my life. And I said, I'm 37 years old. I need to do cardio. You got the Peloton. Got the Peloton. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Like Peloton. I'm not going to give out my uh, Peloton name so no one can follow me or hit <laughs> me up on there. But yeah, I'm doing it six days a week. I love it. Yeah, and awesome. uh, so every aspect, every capacity, I am trying to be a better version of Brian Carp. Amazing. Playing against myself. Yeah. And, that, and that's really what everybody should be doing. In an infinite game. Yeah. Like the game that me and you are obsessed with is an infinite game. And that's the thing. A couple, um, I was always like, oh, you know, when does it end for me? At what point do I get to the level where I can chill out? Um, and then I, I ran into a buddy of mine who I rarely ever see on a train. And every time I run into this kid, every like five or six or seven years, 
he drops some like crazy knowledge on me or I just, I realize something about myself in that moment. And as, as I'm sitting on the train with him, just like him and I in the train car, he said, oh, when does it end? And I said, oh, when I, you know, when I lost the private equity fund, this, that, he goes, bro, it never ends. Yeah. It never. Infinite game. It never, 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 never ends. ends. And I mean, listen, I, I get you and you get me. We're, we're cut from a very similar cloth and came from a very similar place. And, um, but there's, there's a lot of, people see the glitz and the glamour of what we do, but there's a lot of sacrifice and things that, that come with that that people don't realize. Like you and I, you've said something to me and probably the, this is the thing that resonates with me most of all the things you've ever said to me, which was, I don't wish this, like I don't wish this sickness on my yeah, children. I don't. I don't. It's it's the God's honest truth. I hope my kids get a nine to five job. They love it and are passionate as much as me and you are about about what we're doing today. But this is not healthy. Yeah. You know, it really isn't. It's it's literally, you know, from yes, let's let's look at Thursday morning. Thursday morning I'm up at four AM and I didn't walk in my house last night until nine o'clock. Yeah. And then I had my wife has dinner ready for me. We unwind and catch up on all of our other businesses that she's helping with and everything else with our life and plans for football practice and soccer over the weekend. I go to bed at ten thirty and I'm back up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. And and it start and the same thing happens the next day. Exact same day. Seven days a week. Yeah, the Saturdays and Sundays are crazy. Literally, and it, it's so sick and it's so sad. And that you know, my wife knows that. Okay, if we were just out on the soccer field for an hour, she like Charles, she's driving everywhere because I'm catching up on my phone. Yeah. Like if I'm coaching, and I and I take pride in it that I'm coaching every sport of my kids. But after I have lacrosse practice tomorrow from eleven to twelve, after that it's going to be an hour to an hour and a half of catching up on stuff. Yeah. I'm in an appointment for two hours, there's an hour of catching up on stuff. Yeah. So I don't wish this upon anything. We go out to dinner, my wife's always driving just because she knows that Brian needs to handle stuff. Yeah. And it's so built within, which is, it, it's, you know, so I don't wish this upon anybody. It's a sickness. Um, and that's something I'm always working on is trying to be more balanced. But unfortunately, someone who, you can't be balanced when you're obsessed. Yeah, I, um, and I, I struggle with like the guilt of it sometimes personally. I'm like, am I supposed to be dedicating more time to, you know, girlfriend, family, friends? You know, people say to me, oh, like, you know, you don't see your friends as much. And I'm just, I am so caught up in this machine that I'm building and yeah. taking it to the next level and the rush of all of it that it, it's so tunnel vision. And um, I, don't, I don't mean to neglect people in my life. If I am, I try not to. I try to be giving to everybody. But you just, you get so focused on these achievements that yeah. there's, there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, no, no, listen, I'm with you. And, and I've neglected my friends for a decade. And I don't really have any friends because of that. Um, besides like my brother-in-laws and my wife and people that are some in my business capacity just because I've neglected it. Like I can't go out on a, a Thursday night for dinner for two hours because then there's, two hours worth of stuff that needs to be cleaned up after. Plus that spot was dictated for an appointment or something else. Yeah. So yeah, listen, I, I, no one empathizes with you more on that end as well, but I, like this, I can't, this is my obsession, what, yeah. we're, what we're building. And I love it. I love every second of it, even though it is so taxing. And you know, I walk on an appointment yesterday and like oh, 18 text messages and I, I can't even, I don't even like, literally they, they could have carjacked my car. They could have jacked it up, stole the tires off it because I'm like this, returning text messages, this, delegating this, moving yeah. this, writing this down, I can handle this later, just to catch up so then I can walk in another appointment. But I would argue to say, because this is how I feel, and again, I feel we're very similar, you can't, like I only feel comfortable operating in a world of extreme chaos. Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't come out of that meeting to 18 text messages, you would probably be like, what's wrong? What is going on? Mm -hmm. And that would be unnerving for you. Right. 
I'm the same way. I'm like, if we are not like, if there aren't deals pouring in and just craziness and shit going wrong and stuff that we're fixing, then, and I'm not, you know, blocking every minute of my time or always busy, I feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's like, um, I just want people to understand in order to be super successful on a level, there is sacrifice and you have to be obsessed with it. Yeah, that's what it is. Like when I was younger, it was football I was obsessed with. Yeah. Now it's obsessed with real estate. Like that's all we're doing. Yeah, exactly. And listen, and that's why I want to be the. That's why I think I'm the best at it, or one of the best at it, because there's no one who's more knowledgeable. Because you don't have to force me to read about it, or listen about it, or educate. Like I, I can't. It's like that mistress that just pulls you. And and if there comes a time where you leave real estate or becomes less appealing, you will replace that addiction with something else. Without a doubt, there's just no question. Like that's just the way that that we are wired. Yeah. So. The awesome thing about you is that, like you were saying, every year you are trying to become a better version of yourself in every aspect of your life. And in 2020, in the midst of just total chaos, you made a lot of big moves. Yeah. Got into a bunch of different businesses, you're launching an online product, you uh, changed brokerages and aligned yourself, you're now a, a broker owner of Coach Real Estate, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So tell everybody about all the, the on top of everything you're already doing. And we're still just, selling houses. Yeah, throw some more wood on the fire. Yeah. Still still had a championship football team, still coaching lacrosse, still got a few W's in soccer, so we still got everything accomplished that was uh, on, our, on our list. Uh, so I had an incredible opportunity uh, to partner with Coach Real Estate, which I'm like so elated, so thrilled. They had the same like vision of where they wanna bring the company and what they're doing with the company and me. Like I, I'm a, and it was really so flattering. You said in the beginning, like I'm a, I'm a real, I'd like to think down to earth, nice person 100%. who answer anyone's question here to help you. Like I, I sell from my heart. Like I'm only here as an advisor to every one of my clients. And they, when I met, you know, Whitney and LP, they were literally like the same people as I was just cut, you know, in a different area. So it was a no brainer to do that. And then they had the same vision of what we're trying to do is build out the Brian Carp team. You know, and, and today there are so many people reaching out that need my help in real estate and not all of it is the exact capacity that I am the guru in. So what I've done is I've basically now brought in a team and now we're able to serve them in multiple different capacities. So we brought on some more buyer agents to really help my clients who maybe are looking to buy a house in an area that I don't serve all the time. Uh, we brought in someone to help us in the commercial side and just building out the team so we could finally serve every need. Because a lot of times I'd get someone who needed something, Charles, and I'd just say, listen, I'm not the guru in that aspect. And I'd say, good luck. Now I'm able to refer them to someone that now has the Brian Carp stamp of approval behind them and 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 works the way that I work. Yeah. So it's an amazing partnership. I'm so excited for it. Nice. That is amazing. But there's don't stop there. There's yeah. more. So oh big, wait, oh wait, there's okay. more. So big big thing for me and literally this has been on my yellow pad this and is I'm, awesome. I'm obsessed with yellow pads. This is awesome. Uh, and I did bring your guys boy Charles the handsome home buyer in for collaboration on this just for naming and stuff like that cuz he is a marketing genius or marketing maven. I'll keep him coming. Uh, you guys are gonna pluck that out and use that sound clip all Thank the time. Thank you, sir. But uh, I've uh, built an online course. Uh, it's called The Illiterate Millionaire. Um, awesome. We're gonna, it's literally my baby. Uh, I am pulling back the curtains of my entire business. So never before in real estate has there ever been a roadmap, a blueprint, how to build a multi-million dollar real estate business without spending $1 on buying leads, and I've, you know, for years and years, everyone wants to know how it's done. So what I've done is I've ripped a curtain back 
and it's about five hours worth of video modules yeah. and it's a step-by-step -step blueprint how to build a seven-figure business yeah. and not being a broker owner not running a big team being a lone soldier real estate agent out there slinging belly to belly with hundreds and hundreds of people a year. So it goes in from my morning routine down exactly what my week looks like, every sales script that I have, every email template that I have, um, and then every single thing down to all the different prospecting methods I do, exactly what I say when I'm prospecting, and exactly where I find business and created the business from. So let's also, for people to understand if you're not from New York. I might be biased because I'm from New York, but I'm gonna say New York is the toughest place in the world to do anything, Yeah, anything. I mean, Long Island has an insane amount of competition. There's no more land. It's not like they're building all these developments where realtors can come in and sell them. It's not like that. To sell 205 houses here is like selling 5,000 houses you know, anywhere else in the country. So you're doing this in the most competitive market out there. So you're getting the in-depth look of the day in, day out, tips of the trade of, it's, it, of what it's, you do. It's what it's there. And Charles, when I got into this business, there was never anybody that wasn't there. You know, there was these gurus who, or so, let's call them supposal gurus that, oh, I'm a real estate coach, I'm a real estate trainer, but when was the last time they slung a house? Yeah. What, and did they ever do the volume that I did? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, when I got into the real estate 12 or 13 years ago, as a young boy, I had no clue what to do. And I was like, what do I do? Is this right? Is this right? What do I say? So literally I said, okay, I'm gonna build a roadmap. It's my life's work. Mm -hmm. God's honest truth, it's my life's work. And even if no one buys one course, I had to put it out there. Yeah. Because I had to leave it for somebody who will appreciate it because a literate, average, middle-class kid has been blessed enough to build, you know, a, a generational wealth for, for his family through real estate. And now I'm telling you exactly how I did it. And when you tell me all this, ironically, the, the thing that really resonates in my mind is, is your mother. Mm -hmm. Because you were able to stand there and take all the abuse. Because listen, I, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. You could, you could buy this program, you can listen to it, and it could do one of two things. You could not implement it and nothing could happen, or you could implement it and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and change your life forever. Ever. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there and right. do that. And I didn't build it to become more wealthy. I didn't build it to become, you know, mega rich. I built it because it's needed. Yeah. There's never anything out there. And there's some amazing coaches and trainers, but there's no one-stop shop course yeah. to show somebody the roadmap. You know, just 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 think if I can add two or if I can add one, Charles, one, one deal a year to a real estate agent to buy the course, it's gonna pay for itself 10 times over. Yeah. So note. it's gonna be a game changer. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, which is Brian Carp LI, we launched a new Instagram for the illiterate millionaire, but we'll throw everything through Brian Carp LI once it launches. And our goal is hopefully, you know, first quarter of 2021, uh, March, April, it will be out there and we will promote it and it's gonna change it's gonna it's gonna literally change the industry in my mind. I'm so proud of you, man. I have absolutely death. That's fucking awesome. Thank what you. I would really like for you to do if you don't mind is um just give from a sales and marketing standpoint, because agents are always like, you know, I need to market better, I need to market better. Give the people out there who are listening a little taste on the marketing side of what they're gonna learn um, when they buy the course. Yeah, so it's, the course is, you know, selling 50 homes a year, selling 100 homes a year, selling 200 homes a year. It's like a table. 
And with a table, a table stands up with four legs. So we really dive into each leg and we have tremendous um, information about prospecting and how to build business and create business. You know, I say this all the time is you give a man a fish, they eat just one day. But if I teach you how to fish, you eat forever. So I'm literally gonna teach them how to fish. And so we, we speak about every aspect of prospecting, the ones that work, the ones that don't work. And then we talk about branding and then building a brand and trying to build a household name and how to start dominating little, I call them villages, but how you start dominating little areas. Like you can't try to, I didn't wake up 13 years ago and try to take over Long Island. I didn't even wake up 13 years ago and try to take over Suffolk County. I woke up 13 years ago and tried to take over one town. Yeah. And I just started searching who was the top player in that town. And I was so blown away when I saw how many transactions they were really doing. I was like, oh, they're doing seven deals a year in that area, in that village. All I gotta do is eight and I'll be the top dog. And then I took it from one village to two villages to three villages. And then I started building it out from there. Brick by and that, brick. Brick by brick. And that's exactly how this course uh, works. And it starts it off, starts you off very slowly and starts building it out, out, out. A lot to do. And I don't ever say that I'm like this um, law of attraction um, you know, samurai, but it goes through exactly what your mind needs to be thinking. We, If you wanna make millions of dollars a year, like professional athletes do, all right, professional athletes, NFL players, basketball players make millions of dollars a year. They, the level that they run their lives and their business at is the highest level ever. So that's what this course also dives into the way you need to run your life. Like you need to restructure your life around your business because it's, you know, it's not like life and business, it's all of one, you know, so, uh, it talks about you know health, fitness, mindset, spiritual stuff. It goes really into that because that's very important. Practicing, you got to practice what you're going to say. You can't just be out there, you know, uh, with verbal diarrhea coming out of your mouth, not being knowledgeable, respectful, and being able to handle the objections and everything that comes in. So we dive directly into that. But you, you look at NFL players; they are eating right all the time they are working out all the time they're treating their bodies like a like a temple uh because they are making millions of dollars a year so if you want the opportunity to make millions of dollars a year you need to run your business and life just like that last thing for you you're how old are you now 38 37 37 37 years old you've accomplished a lot you're nowhere near done nowhere near happy being done mm -hmm. What's, what's the next 10 years look like? Next 10 years is now starting to bring in protégés of myself mm -hmm. to help uh, scale and run all of the different businesses. So that's really where I see myself and I created a whiteboard uh, in my uh, office and it goes through multiple different businesses and streams. We're all about multiple streams of income. And that's really what it is. You know, um, I feel like I'm trying to blow up now after being number one, you know, but I want to blow up as a business now. Yeah. You know, we, we, I've been lucky enough and blessed enough to, to succeed in real estate, but that was an entry level. Like that was my gateway to where, to, to be at the table, I always felt like I deserved to be at. Yeah. But they didn't know and believe that I deserved to be there. So now that I've had the gateway and the entry to this and now I'm sitting at the table, now it's how do we build some multiple businesses from there. So the illiterate millionaire is gonna be a game changer. Absolutely. And my goal is to be speaking on it and helping build that machine. Um, I'm so passionate about the coach brand, so I wanna help everything I can to help build out that because it's just such a great brokerage. Um, the Brian Carp team, 
We're gonna be building that out as well, bringing in top listing agents, top buyers agents to serve every capacity of real estate. Um, we're also, as you are as well, is you know our, our long-term why is rental real estate. You know, rental real estate is my hobby and addiction, and it's the whole why behind everything. So we are continuing to add, you know, uh, doors as we like to say it in our business. Mm -hmm. You know, I came in here and I met uh, Charles's property manager. My first thing was, how many doors you got? <laughs> I'm gonna get a shirt. You know how the shirts say "Got milk"? Yeah, uh, got doors. Got doors. Got doors. Because that's in rental real estate. That's how we like to flex our muscles, and that's how we like to, <laughs> you know, keep each other on par. How many doors you got? So of course with Jessica's help because she is my property manager and runs the day-to-day of -day, the rental portfolio is continuing to add amazing good cash flow real estate. Like that's what that's what I get excited for in the morning, uh, building out that platform. And then also uh, 2021, we're going to, be, we've partnered with an amazing property management company and now we're opening up a company called um, Gold Coast Maintenance. Mm -hmm. So Gold Coast Maintenance is um, uh, a child of a portion of Jessica and myself's life and a portion of a friend of mine's property management company. And basically what it was is handyman services. Yeah, Literally, we had a full-time handyman managing Jessica and myself's portfolio. And we were like, oh my God, when this guy leaves, like, what do we do? You can't, like, you know, even things around our own house, like, what do we do? Oh my God, because I don't have time to deal with this. Yeah. So we needed this. And I said to my buddy, he's like, I need this too for the, the property management company. So we merged it together. And now we're built like a, a stand up brand where they return your phone calls. You could trust the men and women that will be in your house. They will be respectful. You'll know what you're going to be charged right from the get go. And the job will get done and it'll get done in a timely fashion. It won't be like, I can't get the contractor to show up. So I'm really excited when that is out there. I'll let everyone know. We'll have you know um, uh, an app for it. You could download and just order the services for it. It's going to be great. Awesome, bro. I love you. I always appreciate you coming down. I love feeling the fire and the energy. I hope everybody out there can feel it. Um, if people are interested in the Coach brand or anything that you're doing, because there's a plethora, obviously, um, the Little Millionaire coming out, how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? How do they see you on social media? Sure, best way to find me you can, uh, is on Instagram, which is Brian Carp Li. You could also follow me on on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube as well, Brian Carp Li. Uh, we are not at the level that the handsome home buyer is at, but we are always out there producing content. So we try to give you guys as much inside and back of the sales giant and the real estate business. So uh, we put all of that and all of it lives on our YouTube page, which is Brian Carp Li, and or even my website, which is just Brian, uh, soldbybrian.com. Love it. And obviously I'm the handsome home buyer. You have a house that smells like cat pee, land, commercial property. You know I wanna buy it, 51677-SOLD. And for permits or anything permit related all across Long Island, you gotta call the captain, know before you go, 516-513-883. That's a wrap.